0: The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised.
1: Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank Discussion with Passion on CJD 800. Coming up on the program after 10.15, the Passion View. That's when the ladies join me in studio. We go live on Facebook. We're going to discuss so what do we women look for in a partner? Like, do we have to fight certain instincts? I'll sh- share some research with you. And what is is it to be a good enough partner? Plus, would you be more likely to be attracted to a guy with a dog those are some of the questions we'll ask the ladies uh but you can also uh, ask them anything you want to know but first
2: time to check out our inbox your texts are always welcome connect with passion at
3: 514 800
1: All right, let me get to some of your questions. Some of you uh, prefer to email me, and that's great, uh, to laurie at drlaurie.com or right here, right now at 514-800, you can text in your question. First one, my question is, do women like watching porn more than men? So no, actually, I just saw the recent statistics released by... Um, a porn hub they had a, their analytics every year. They do this analytics thing where they find out who's watching and, and blah blah and what they're watching. And uh, the new statistic, I believe, was 32 percent of their viewership is women, so 32 percent are women who uh, who are the viewers of pornography, at least on this, the most popular site in the world, in terms of pornography. And this number keeps rising every year. Uh, little by little, it keeps going up every year. So women enjoy erotic content too. And actually, uh, what's... Um, one of the top searches on porn is about uh, what women like. So, it, the, the porn search is pornography made for women or pornography for, for women because they tend to have more of an erotic component rather than just, you know, animalistic sex or, or raw sex. They have a story, they have maybe a little bit of romance. And, and so, there are a lot of now female porn producers who cater to, uh, what women are actually, uh, looking for. So, um, so no, men still, um, outnumber men when it, I mean, men outnumber women when it comes to, uh, porn viewing. My girlfriend refuses to give me golden showers. Is she wrong to refuse me? Okay. Uh, so two things. So for those who don't know, golden showers is uh, when people play with uh, being peed on. Basically, they, they get a kick out of that or they, it's a, their fetish. We call it urophilia as a fetish. But uh, some men, some women enjoy that. The second part of your question, is she wrong to refuse me? What do you mean, is she wrong to refuse you? People can consent or not consent to any form of sexual activity that they are not comfortable with. Nobody should be forced to do something simply because their partner uh, wants it. So she's not wrong to refuse you. She can refuse anything she's not comfortable with, and you as a partner has to respect that you can have discussions about it but you need to be respectful uh and not put pressure and say you must do this for me like it's not going to make her want to do it for by you saying you must do this for me uh but you can certainly express to her that uh this would be something you'd really like and if she felt so inclined uh you know and that you're willing to do things she would like possibly so that, that's a discussion that needs to be had for sure. Uh, another question, how often a week is it normal for a 58-year-old man to ejaculate? Well, that's a really tough question because there's no actual right answer for that. You can find some 58-year-old men that after they ejaculate, like once they might need a day or two to recover uh, and to ejaculate again, or they just don't feel the need to ejaculate more than that. And then there are others who can, I've met plenty of 50 plus, even 60 plus, who can masturbate daily and ejaculate daily. So it's not, there's no normal, uh, it's like there's such variation in all of this. So uh, I can't even give you, a number in terms of how often it all depends on you, and, and it's also the aging process. So some men age sexually faster than others. That's just the reality. There's no like one cutoff, like for women, some of the things are, you know, when you talk about menopause, all women generally will go through menopause by 55, 57, something like that. Uh, so, Uh, in in that respect, okay, it's predictable, some of those changes, but for men it's not so predictable because the changes can be seen in some men really early, like in their late 30s, early 40s, and for some only appear in their like 60s. One thing we know for sure is that it takes longer to ejaculate for men as they get older. Uh, they Their uh, libido might decrease a bit. They don't have, they're not making as much sperm, so they don't need to ejaculate as often. Uh, and it's not just about ejaculation. For a lot of men, you can have great, a great sexual experience and not ejaculate as you get older. So men don't necessarily feel the need, but doesn't mean they're not satisfied with what's happening. So I think that's a big difference. When, and younger men, kind of like, if there's no ejaculation, it's almost a, you know, what's the point kind of thing. Uh, but not the case uh, as you get older. Uh, this uh, via text at 514-800, I am a trans woman, pre-op, who has been on hormone replacement for about a year and a half. Lately, erections, when they occur during sex, have been painful. Is there any way to improve this? Ooh, I, you know what? I I don't know enough like i'm sometimes um trans women on hormone replacement therapy could lose their ability to have their uh, erections sometimes not i i'm not sure why it would be painful though so i would suggest that you speak to your doctor about this and find out what exactly is going on um maybe there needs to be an adjustment in in hormones or Something else is happening. Maybe there's some blockage or there's something, something's happening. So anytime you're feeling an unusual pain or something that happens in your genitals that you don't recognize, please speak to a doctor. I think it's really important to have that checked out. And they, they may refer you to a urologist just to look, look inside. And they can do that through a, um, uh, like, uh, an ultrasound or what have you to see what's going on on the inside. Uh, Last question, does everybody need to be checked for hepatitis B and what are the symptoms and what procedure do you need to do? So hepatitis B can be detected in a a blood test, but it's not a routine test now uh, since the 80s because we have a vaccination for it. And that vaccination is mandatory in Canada. So there's no need to, uh, check. You can safely assume that most people in Canada have been vaccinated. Uh, so not, not to worry, but if you're dating someone from outside Canada, you may want to ask if they have had the vaccination. Um, hepatitis B is a sexually transmitted infection, which is interesting to me because kids get the Hep B vaccination young, and uh, parents didn't don't say boo about that. But when the HPV vaccine came around, and they it was related to sexuality, a lot of people were like, "Why should we do that? It's you know our kids aren't sexual. Why are we giving it to them so young?" And but it's exactly the same thing. Uh, so uh, anyway, this uh, it, Hep. B, is, affects the liver, uh, and so it could be quite uh, damaging to the liver. And it's contagious in the same way that, say, HIV is, through, uh, through semen, blood, uh, vaginal fluids, ble- breast milk, anal fluids, uh, f- uh, pre-ejaculate. So it, it's, um, it, it's through bodily fluids, basically. So it's not, it's not a skin-to-skin kind of thing. I hope that answers uh, your question. Coming up, the girls, the ladies will be in studio. You can watch us live on Facebook. Uh, If you go to my uh, public page, Dr. Lori Betito, B-E-T-I-T-O, find me there. And you can uh, watch and interact uh, with uh, our guests as well. And it's always fun to get a behind-the-scenes kind of look. And we'll talk about what do women look for in a partner? What are... Our instincts, exactly. A safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's Passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito uh, The Passion View tonight. Uh, this is one of my favorite uh, panels as well. Uh, we are talking about women's instincts in choosing men. What do you look for in men? And it's good because we have two... Uh, two single ladies here in studio. We have Paris Mansouri, who is in, uh, a thirty-something woman. Uh, we have Lea Langlois Ayoub, who is also who's a twenty-something. <laughs> we have Dania Beznos, who is a fifty-something, and me, a fifty-something. Uh, so you've got, yeah you know, a little bit perspectives, uh, all over and, uh, we are live on Facebook as well, which I'm just trying to share here. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you can watch it on, uh, my page, Lori Batito, Dr. Lori Batito, or my, my actual regular page and interact with us in between. It's always fun. We continue the conversation once the, uh. The mics go off, so uh, we have a, a little bit of fun, ladies. You're like this is my favorite little grouping here. This is going to be exciting.
3: <laughs> the last one of the year, the last one of the decade. Oh yes, so that's dramatic. True. It is. I know, so, so much
0: pressure, <laughs> such pressure. <laughs> gotta I, make
1: it count. I want to share something with you, and especially you two. Ladies who are single and, uh, well, Danny and I have been married for for quite some time, so it's maybe not so applicable, but I'm sure we we can relate to this nonetheless. So women's instincts in choosing men. Apparently, we have to, uh, if we're looking for a long-term relationship, we really have to be careful and watch our... Uh, instincts what they say is that of course uh, physical attractiveness I think you know is important we are undoubtedly attracted to uh, good-looking men but something happens at our unconscious level right because we are choosing like from an evolutionary perspective you're choosing potential mates that are going to be strong and provide and have good genes and, and and all of that but uh, we may also be attracted to the other positive qualities which seem to go hand-in-hand hand with physical attractiveness, such as better personalities, more fulfilling life experiences. But if we are looking for long-term, stable relationships, it may be better for women not to pursue attractive men. <laughs> Listen to this. So highly attractive masculine men are more likely to be unfaithful to their partners, according to to research. And highly attractive men are more likely to divorce their spouses. Interesting. Uh, so, and uh, the other thing is, women are often attracted to men with uh, sexy voices. Also, something that shows, I guess, the level of uh, the level of testosterone. Uh, and heterosexual women are often attracted to men who are already in relationships. I don't know if this has ever happened, but, you know, the fact that somebody else wants wants him. Might, you want what you can get? Well, not it just makes the person more desirable, in a way. Even from, it, they call this a mate choice copying. You know, it happens in, like, he's pre-screened, in other words. Somebody else has him, oh, he mustn't be so bad. Or he must be good, or, or something like that. You make those... Assumptions, but if you are looking for a short-term relationship, then a physically attractive man with a sexy voice is the perfect partner for you. But if you are looking for a long-term relationship, it may be useful to look for men with other desirable characteristics, which of course makes perfect sense. And then they become attractive to you. Well, that's it. That's the attraction, right? So, what what are the things that we look for? What instinctively, what do you look for? And then, what do you tell yourself? Wait a second. Uh, maybe Appearance I shouldn't just go with that. Or well, sometimes it's it's whatever it is, right? I, like I just said, those 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 three characteristics—physical attractiveness, sexy voice, and the fact that they may not be so available—are are things that draw us to to particular men. So I think that um, I think that as I age, my
0: pick in men has definitely changed a lot. Um, being younger I was definitely into like the whole jock look like super hot uh, unavailable because I didn't really want anything serious and whatnot Mm. and I totally agree that as I'm aging like I'm kind of into the comfort of knowing someone's gonna be stable and stick around and that I can rely on that makes me feel safe that makes me feel comfortable that I don't feel that I need to try so hard and uh keeping him around you know so Mm -hmm. i think that that changes a lot and i'm sorry i it's sad to say but it definitely has a connotation with the looks like the looks have become less of an importance and i've gone myself very much more attracted to men that were a lot less attractive. i was just gonna ask, but that, that and I have and I, it did surprise me because I was so incredibly
1: shallow, and I was so <laughs> amazing when we come when we yeah. come to that conclusion.
3: Right, some I point. was shallow. I think it's shallowness. I really think it's what you felt was exciting and was what was gonna bring that factor into your life that leveled with yours because having gotten to know you, you are that person who, I mean, somebody who is attractive, who brings that sort of energy to the table, who's a jog, who's active. I feel like you're An equivalent to that, you're out there. You put yourself out there. You go to events. You are an attractive person, and I don't think it's shallow to want someone who brings that same energy to the table. But I think
0: that it was it was primarily that the importance, which what's it's what makes it shallow. Like if it was Mm. that it's okay to find someone attractive. I mean, I have gorgeous brothers, like beautiful. Like I'm surrounded by beautiful men. My dad was an incredibly handsome man. My brothers are all incredibly handsome. They're all you know some most of them are in their 40s now. One of them's like almost mid 30s he'd kill me if I say mid 30s but you Mm -hmm. are um and at the end of the day they're all beautiful guys and that's what I was surrounded with so I guess there is that family comfort level and whatnot but at the end of the day I think like the hotter they were the hotter it made me feel Mm -hmm. that I could get myself that really hot guy which makes it so shallow and then when I age I like I remember saying, like, oh, I'll never go with a guy under like six feet. Like mm-hmm. and my friends are probably quing listening to this right now because they'd get so angry at me. They'd be like, This is Leia, you're five five. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're not seven feet tall. Like us right. women that are five ten need those guys. Like you're fine. And then I got myself dating like guys that were shorter, not necessarily my type, that looked a little younger than the guys I normally went for. And they were just like, they were, I got to know them. I went Mm -hmm. past that image and and I like one of them I had this summer was the most incredibly intelligent man I've ever met in my life. And like, I knew him for months and I didn't know his age. And then he moved to Montreal. We played house for like a week. And like, I found out he was like 24 (laughs) and I literally I'm 27. (laughs) And like, I almost had a heart attack. I was like, that would have never
2: happened. And it's so funny because as a young girl, a young woman, whatever, I don't think I was confident enough to go for the hot
0: guy. You see? And it made, you, it made I don't, you
2: feel hot. I don't think that I was confident enough. I never thought in a million years that he would be attracted to me, I guess, as I think back. You see? Mm-hmm. It's been so many years since I'm 50-something. Yes. <laughs> but uh yeah, I don't think I ever had the con Although the guys that I liked, I thought were attractive. They weren't the hottest guys, but they were attractive to me. Right. 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 and I so, think yeah. well again, attraction is in the yeah. eye of the beholder. Also, but I know
1: I can relate to what you're saying, Leah. Is that before when I, in my dating years and when things were not that serious, so I was just having fun. It was one one type of guy. It was I was I was in I was the, the gym a lot, guy. so it was always the, it was always the bodybuilders and and those kinds of guys. <laughs> and then once I wanted to get serious, I was like, okay, I had to start picturing. I did this exercise in my head. I would say, okay, can I picture this person to be the father of my children? Like that was the the biggest thing in my head, you know. And all those guys was nope, 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 no, 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 yeah. no. And then I realized, okay, those aren't the guys I should be looking for. Mm-hmm. Those are not. Those are like the those tr- the trophy guys, like yeah, well, they're trophy boyfriends. Good, right? They just look good. Exactly, but those guys
3: end up getting married and being dads too. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, then, and then
1: according to research, they, they end up divorced. cheating and divorcing <laughs> their
2: spouses.
0: But you know, but we're not generalizing. Yeah. We're not. But I think that one of the big pointers on that is I think, anyways, the, some of my buddies that are really hot and they're not necessarily the best boyfriends because I have friends of all kinds. Those mostly tell me like they get so much attention. That it's hard for them to focus their energy on one woman. And they could be so in love with their girlfriend. But then at some point, when a relationship happens, even your girlfriend that thinks you're the hottest guy in the world will eventually get used to your face. And yeah. at the end of the day, they <laughs> will stop telling you how, how, how hot how she you thinks are. you are. And right. unfortunately, the ugliest, well, no, they were I mean, I, I nobody's ugly. We should start with that. It's very important. The, but the less attractive guys that I've dated had to try harder. And they had to be funnier and more charming. And they mm. had to, they were used to to schmoozing more and using their, 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 their personality. Mm-hmm. And, and they were, and those are the ones that you I get agree. so into. I the agree. same
3: can be said about beautiful women. Oh, I agree. It's like the, the pretty privilege. It's what mm-hmm. it is. It's pretty privilege. Yeah. And, and it's it unfortunate.
1: That's interesting. Pretty, pretty. You don't have to develop all the other traits. That was me. What? <laughs>
2: I you had to develop all your... What What was you? <laughs> pretty purple. pretty purple. <laughs> <laughs> I've never actually heard that
1: term, but that's Me interesting. Me neither. Yeah, that's good. I really? love it. No, nah, oh. I never heard
0: that term. I think I it's a great else... term, and I think that it's actually accurate.
3: Absolutely. It's like why you get freebies and upgrades without even trying.
0: Why do you get out of a, of a speeding ticket?
3: Absolutely.
0: Why do you get a
1: free drink at the bar?
3: Yeah. Unfortunately, and, got... and it goes for
1: men to... as well.
3: Yeah. I can't believe...
1: I want to know if men are upset at this pretty privilege. <laughs> no, I think they're juicing privilege. it. Oh my
3: god, men get, men pretty, get pretty. privilege. They're juicing too. it and Everywhere they're loving women. it. It's pretty privilege is just general all over the place. Yeah, it's just like the height advantage for men.
0: Oh my god, hundred hmm. percent.
3: Taller men get higher, like get paid more. Period. Uh, really, is there research on that? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Look, it's super interesting. Actually,
1: taller men get paid more. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we'll look into that. I'm
0: definitely looking into that. you have to see that. (laughs) I'm getting further research on
2: this. Do the pretty privileged women get paid more?
3: Uh, It's not about getting paid more. It's just about either being unqualified and still being hired because you want to make it look like you're in an office environment. Like I remember, I didn't even know this, but when we're... I think I was like 15 or 16 in telemarketing, they would always, and this is what I found later, they're like, can you sit into the interview rooms? Because they would do group interviews and they would want the guys to think that cute girls work in the office so they would want to stay. No way. Absolutely, I was shocked. (laughs) And then I had a friend pick me up from work one day and, and my boss goes, hey, can you and your friend both Sit in the room and pretend you're interviewing so literally my job at this telemarketing company when I was like 16 years old was to look pretty. Was sitting in the interview rooms. I would never even have to do the phones. It was the best job ever.
1: <laughs> okay, that's that's pretty Okay, It's All pretty right. privileged. Yeah, pretty privileged. Leah uh, Leia is here. She's a single uh, 20, 20-something-year-old. Dania Beznas is here, an entrepreneur and a 50-something, married with kids, old kids, older kids. And old Paris kids. Mansouri is here, <laughs> single, 30-something. You know her as a, our CJD contributor and all-time you know, does everything for us here. And we're live on Facebook as well, so you can watch us, interact with us right now as we uh, as we go to news, which we're doing right now. And then we'll come back and talk about is being a good enough partner sufficient. The following program contains mature subject matter.
0: Listener discretion is advised.
1: From the pleasure and the politics to the hangups and the heartbreak, you're listening to Passion, CJD 800. The ladies are in studio. The Passion View tonight. Uh, we're talking about partnerships, choosing uh, choosing our mates, and this kind of follows. We were talking about pretty privilege, and ended up talking about that, uh, which is interesting because we learned some statistics while we were uh, between uh, segments. Paris, what did you you discovered some stuff there?
3: I I closed it. Dr. Oh, okay. Laurie. Well, I we talked know. about
1: making much more money. Like uh, uh, good looking yes. people make a lot more money nine, over their lifetime. Nine to
3: fifteen percent. More
1: over, over, the, over course. the course of their life, yeah, yeah, that's uh, it's interesting.
3: And if you're good looking, uh, you get sentenced, um, you get a lighter sentence essentially, or you can get off.
1: Hmm. So it's called Purdy Privilege. Now, I want to talk about uh with, uh, with our gang here. We've got Paris Mansoury in studio with us. She is a single 30 something CJD contributor. Uh, you can find her at Paris Mansoury. We have Daniel Bezna's, who is a female entrepreneur here. She's a 50-something married with two uh, grown children. And Leah Ayub, who is a business manager for Subaru, Subaru Montreal. She is a single 20-something. Was I allowed to say where you work? Yeah. Yes, okay. we love it. We want more <laughs> sales.
0: We're ending our year high. Well,
1: speaking of sales, well, you're ta- we were talking about people in sales, right? Yeah. And you, you end up hiring people. So do you hire does do looks matter
0: so i don't i don't specifically hire people i have to make that uh -hmm. clear but it is a it is a factor like we'll have somebody walk in this is a person representing the company we need to make sure you know we associate um fit well presented with high energy with um putting importance in their presentation therefore they're they're gonna be tidy with their work, which mm-hmm. honestly is not a direct correlation whatsoever. Right. But, but assumptions unfo- we make. It, but assumptions are made, and you know, like right. somebody that looks good in a suit might sell you a car a little quicker. I don't know, but it's unfortunate. It is.
1: Mm-hmm. That's the way the world seems it is. to work, though. It's a I don't nasty know, Dania, You've been in the business a long time in the business world. Yeah. I mean, do you find that? Do you, do you <laughs> <Yeah>. see that? <laughs> Wake up, Dania. <laughs> do
2: I see? Do I see better looking people? Did I hire people because they were better looking? No. No. Good for you. I did not. Okay. Uh,
1: I want to talk about being a good enough um, partner. Carrie Bradshaw in Sex and the City says this. Some people are settling down. Some people are settling. And some people refuse to settle for anything less than butterflies. In other words talking about settling for less than your dreamed about romantic partner. You know, we have this idea of who we want our partner to be. Oftentimes it's fueled by, you know, romance, like growing up with fairy tales, right? Right. The the whole fairy tale thing. And so talking about, no, like if you tell your partner, you know, are you good enough? Like you're good enough. (laughs) It could be an insulting thing if you look at it that way. But... Isn't that what we do, that we actually choose somebody who is simply good enough? Like if we wait and, and we are constantly have expectations for that romanticized version of who we think that partner needs to be, are we ever going to get there? Paris, talk to me. You're I, still single? Talk I to me. I
3: look at it differently. I, it's not so much like for me, I think I'm the owner of my happiness. I'm the, I'm responsible for that. Like no one's there to make me happy. Mm -hmm. No one's there to take care of me. I do look at how I feel when I'm with the person. Like for me, it's more about, do I feel respected? Do I feel supported? You know, if I have children, you know, and I'm, you know, on my third day of no sleep and I really need help, is he going to go on a boy's night out? or is he going to stay and help out. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I'm looking for somebody who's considerate and thoughtful and
0: You're looking for your life partner. You're looking
1: for an equal.
3: Um not necessarily a life partner, but whoever <laughs> I'm going to be with but, needs to be understanding and supportive. But
1: address this good enough concept. Yeah.
3: To me it's not a good enough like, oh, you're sticking around. Like to me it's not it, there's no such thing as a good enough when you're looking for someone to to act a certain way it's like i'm not going to be like oh you're good enough you're in the house watching tv you well, know that's what I mean? that's the no, just but-
1: enough like there's people who who uh end up with just enough of a partner or barely enough of a like partner they're not or somebody they shouldn't have at all you know that they're no no good at all but good enough implies something like it implies that it's it's like as much as necessary for you you know mm-hmm. rather than okay this is this is what I this is what I need. So you are good for no, all, all of no. these needs oh, rather than the romantic ideal of what we think. Like
3: I don't think romantic at all. Like if I'm on a date and I'd rather be answering emails I'll leave before dessert.
2: <laughs> like I Who wants even... to date Paris? <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. Oh, Comment you, below. I think, I think at some at some <laughs> stage of maturity you gauge you can gauge what's fantasy. You can gauge what's fantasy, mm-hmm. right, in that romantic scenario, and what's and when you say good enough, you make it sound like it's a negative thing. No, it's not actually. It's this not. is it.
1: It's the suitability of a partner, right. but but it comes down to this person. You know, when you're looking for. Whatever, you know what you're looking for in Paris. You, you you eloquently said exactly what you're looking for. If you find that person, then that person is good enough, is for, you. Good enough for you. That's right. It, yeah. It's not but it doesn't mean that person is the perfect ideal because maybe that person isn't the
0: My ideal gorgeous right. yeah. six
1: foot tall, like you were talking about, you know, the Yeah. Maybe he is only uh But five I found eight. that guy
3: and he's not. He's five foot six and he wears holy shirt, <laughs> and he wears Crocs and you know, <laughs> basketball far from your shorts. Far from
1: your romantic ideal. But I don't, what the you're thing saying. is, I
3: never had a romantic ideal. I just you did didn't? have a type that I dated. I dated athletes for the longest time. And very clean cut suit wearing guys. But it wasn't like I was not attracted to other people. It's just that's who I would always end up d- dating. Just randomly who I would get set up with on blind dates. And who would approach me when I would go out. Hmm. It's just. By virtue of life. It wasn't like I was like, No, I'm not gonna go out with you. Yeah. It's just that's how life for me, works.
0: for me, the whole good enough connotation at this point is terrifying because yeah. we had a conversation, me and my me and my girlfriends, and I'm really, really lucky, and I talk about this every time I come on here. It's almost like a blessing and a curse, and our parents are like really worried about it, like all what? of us individually. We're so happy with the life that we have and the love and support. Yes and respect that we provide for each other. And we can literally pack up and say, you know what? In two weekends from now, we're like grabbing a plane. We're going to Miami. We're living our best life. We don't need to hook up with anyone. We just have each other. And we're literally like to the moon, excited this and that. My fear with the good enough is there's two connotations to it. There could be the whole concept of is this person is good enough. It's not necessarily like the butterfly and rainbow, Prince Charming, Mm -hmm. you know, person I envisioned when I was like growing up and whatever. But at the same time, it also means You know, like, this is a person that's, like, good enough to be your husband and, like, Mm -hmm. have kids with and Mm -hmm. whatever. And I'm not okay with that. And it's a problem for me because I want to have kids. Like, I was talking about it with Donna earlier. I really want to have children. So I should start wrapping my head around the good enough so that I can acquire that life. But I just can't. And we were talking about it with, like, one of them. Well, then you might
1: be waiting a while. Exactly. Right. And that could be a problem. But I'm, like,
0: I almost rather the feeling that I have – with myself not feeling like i'm living with someone just to not be a, but it like, isn't
1: just like this is where people make a mistake we because we need to clarify that hold on a second like there's a, a a saying that says only those who know when enough is enough will ever have enough mm-hmm. and if you're always thinking that it's got to be more it's got to be more there's got to be more rather than developing a, a positive attitude about be, like being happy with the choice that you made, and living your best life with the choice that you made. Mm-hmm. O- obviously, the choice has to be a good choice. If you're, if the person really isn't good at all, that's a whole other, you know, and plenty of people that But you mean like a too. good
0: man, a good man that's like going to make me like... It's, it's like th- being
1: content with your lot, you know, being content yeah. with it and in your it's- circumstances where you don't need anybody else, where y- you are satisfied with your situation, your activities, everything you do
2: then you're, that is better than right, good you're enough. You're happy with your life. No, Everything's good great. enough. You're a full person. Yeah. Someone comes into your life that just adds to it. it that's, that's good enough. I but want. that's good enough. That's what <laughs> yeah. Dan that's is saying. That's good enough. That's good enough. Exactly. That's what, that's what it is. It's not about
1: just settling for anybody that's not what we're right. saying but but it's like yeah, so i'm a full person i'm going to meet somebody who adds to my life yeah that's good but enough that, to make But in life that in that
0: sense of it i'm completely comfortable with that like to say that i would be with somebody that would add to my life that would contribute to my life that would respect my life's choices that would accept that i'm a career woman that accept if somebody were to do that i get that what you're saying is that i'm not i would i be okay with like not the extreme Crazy, Like, I'm nervous about it. Love story. Like, is he coming home mm-hmm. tonight? Like, I can't How live without this guy. How long do you think guy. that lasts? Exactly. That's what exactly. I don't even want that. That I don't want because that I find scary and unstable.
1: But when we think about our partner as good enough, we also think about what, what is valuable to us. So yeah. when, like Daniel and I were saying, like these are the things that are valuable to us. So, yes, our partner is the good enough. He doesn't have to be the whatever of our dreams in terms of our romantic ideals and all the things we grew up with. Otherwise, you never will find that. But you work at that. Right. You actually exactly. can work that, exactly. that part of it. Uh, coming up with our ladies in studio, does dog ownership increase the attractiveness of men? Have a good we'll night. talk about that <laughs> uh, coming up with Leia, Dania, and uh, Paris Mansour. And you can watch us on on Facebook and interact with us right here or right now on my page. Passion with Dr. Lori Batido on CJAD eight hundred. This is getting feisty in here. Yes, <laughs> you you really should watch us live on Facebook because we continue. We, Can
3: I say something? We yes. have Ray who's watching us on Facebook Live, and he said, "Good show." And I'm like, "Why, Ray? Why is it a good show?" And he said, "Because it's real talk."
1: Yes.
3: Yeah, we, we try love to you, do Ray. Real talk.
1: Well, that's the thing when the ladies join us and. We're, we're often pretty darn real in, in this especially studio. this so trio. Good. This trio, especially. <laughs> Leah, that's the, the voice of Leah. Ayoub. She is a business manager for Subaru Montreal. She is uh, a single 20-something. 20, 20 Feel this is free a to say 27-year-old. I like it's 27, 20-something. 20 uh, da- uh, Dania Beznos, who is 50-something, uh, closer to the something. <laughs> <laughs> 58, okay. okay. So we're proud. We're okay. <laughs> I don't right? have a problem. I'm, I'm okay be, with there it's okay. I'm going to be 56 this year. Also, I'm, I'm proud. I'm, I'm okay with that. And Paris Mansouri, who uh, is in her 30s. Yeah, Paris <laughs> is not. Uh, Paris is not. <laughs> I'm just
3: wondering, at which point do women become comfortable talking about age again? I have never, I never had a problem I've with never, it. never had a
0: problem Yeah, with my it. mom ever. either. My mom's never had an issue care. saying it.
3: No, I,
1: I never have, so The ever. best
0: years of her life were her 50s. Yeah,
1: my, yeah, okay, yeah. me too. It's different. Too. Oh, it's hold different. on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Ladies, we're going everywhere here good topic (laughs) yeah it is (laughs) i would like to get to our tax board because our listeners also have things to say you're right you're right um let's see growing up i growing up had male friends who were as wild as the driven snow once married with children these same guys are now rock solid fathers who don't stray just saying to the panel we can change well thankfully people can change uh, how do you think the guy would feel if he knew he was the good enough? He should feel darn good that I chose him, <laughs> actually. <laughs> I love Because it is a choice. I mean, come on. Huh. Uh, or the sex writes, what's wrong with getting married and divorcing over and over again? Why get married at all? The hashtag Elizabeth Taylor was happy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Paula says, hey, Dr. Lori, love listening in. What women want. Most women do not have any tolerance for dumb men. We want a man who can flirt with us and take care of us emotionally and spiritually. Not too needy, but not too independent either. Being sexy can be taught. He can, uh, lem of choice. He can, i e m of choice. I don't know what that is. Uh, and then hashtag badass feminist. (laughs) Okay. Uh, let's talk about dog ownership. Uh, There was a study done that turns out that, uh, if, uh, if, if a man is pictured with a dog it increases his level of attractiveness but this study looked at two separate kinds of guys the kinds of guys that are the, that we look for to be dads again very much similar to what we're talking about mm-hmm. and the kind of guys that are more the cad kind of guys in other words the
2: the lookers. The, the bad lookers. boys. Yeah,
1: the bad boys. So the bad boys and the dad boys. Bad okay, boys. so bad boys and dad boys. And then they they were they inserted a dog into the pictures and oh had my. people rate them, right? I already know. This. So I what already ended know. up happening is for the dad, the dads, the dad boys, it didn't make a difference because those were the ones people were going to choose anyway for a marriage or for long-term relationships. But the cad boys, the, the bad boys, they when they put the dog in there... That increased their attractiveness yep. to women, and women would mistakenly choose those guys thinking that they had those qualities that the dad guys had. Yeah, because, you,
2: you know, they love a dog, they're committed, so what is it? Yeah. they can take care, there blah, blah, blah.
1: That, that's exactly what it's it like is. It's like every
0: woman's dream to have a husband with, like, a sleeve tattoo hold their baby and, like... You know, pinched her butt and like just be like this all over, like really hot. What does that have to do? Never my dream. Her. Just saying. I'm telling. you. <laughs> well, for me, like I always thought it was incredibly attractive to have like this really ruggedy rug looking men. Mm-hmm. Be so sensitive and
1: loving. So when you see a guy like that with a dog, is that the is that the message? Yeah, you're because getting? he
0: looks nurturing. He looks like he cares. He looks like he can like play daddy, and that he loves. And like, and I agree that I mean I have buddies of mine that go online dating, borrowing other people's dogs. That's the That's problem. One of
2: the things. The I agree. It's
0: and it's yeah. a and it's a true thing. Yeah, they call okay. it dog tailing. Yeah. Why yeah. am I
3: weird? I look at. That guy, and I want to see if he pick how he picks up after his dog. If he washes his hands afterwards, if the dog pees on the ground in his apartment, how does he clean it? Like, does he lay let it lie there for a minute, or does he like vinegar and Ajax and like (laughs) disinfect it? Like, to me, that's what I'm looking for. Not if he has a dog, but like, is that dog groomed properly? You know. Okay, but what
1: does that tell you then? But how he behaves with the dog is obviously sending you a message that this this guy cares about hygiene or yeah. this guy cares yeah, about sh- his environment or but it's still telling you something about him.
3: Right, for sure. But I'm not looking at a picture and being like, oh, he's hot because he has a dog and he looks not nurturing. Not he's hot
1: that he has a dog but you might be more attractive to a guy. I, no, I'm
3: not. I might him. be more turned off because he's doing really, cr- like if his dog looks unkept, <laughs> <laughs> I won't find that hot at all. No, I
0: find, I find it's definitely like the guy that has a picture with his nephew or like the guy that has a picture with like his cousin. Like to me, like I have a dog. He's the love of my life. He's like my child. So for me, if I ever saw like a boyfriend of mine with a picture with my dog, like I just love that guy 10 times more. There's mm-hmm. a connotation to it that he cares about something so selfless like that walk and that he's committed to something yeah I mean you have to walk that dog right so if he has a German Shepherd in the picture that dog is not pooping on the balcony like he's waking up at 6am and walking that dog hopefully it's no, really his that's dog not true. Yeah. not
3: true not true I can what? tell you for a fact, not every guy who has a German Shepherd is walking him at six a.m. She, she's had a bad it's experience with a guy with the poop. German oh, that's Shepherd. That's <laughs> why I was very specific in telling you that I, how he it had to reacts. be like a well to exactly.
1: a kept dog. I, just a little anecdote. I many years ago we had a dog. We had a beautiful greyhound. May uh, you know may may she rest in peace. She was a beautiful dog, and my husband used to walk her and take her to like a run because she used to love to run and he used to come home saying if i had known how much attention i get from women with a dog this is right. when we were married <laughs> i would have got a dog a long time ago like I love he said that. honey you wouldn't have married me then you wouldn't have met me you would have gone to somebody else you know <laughs> but it was so interesting because he started observing how women were coming on to him because of the dog he I met totally so many that.
2: women because of this my daughter, dog my daughter meets guys oh i'm going to see his dog all she cares about is the dog. So there's
1: so there is something about that, uh, but
2: she happens to really, really love dogs. Yeah. Right. Okay. You're gonna go out with somebody. I know, they're but a dogs. lot of women
0: do, and it's it's definitely I 100 percent feel there's a correlation.
1: Yeah. Well, just you said dogs can be a great icebreaker, but they are definitely dating breaker. I don't do they. I'm not, I'm not sure what that actually means, but you know what the reality is: people are are borrowing dogs now for yes. pictures, and that like that's a thing. <laughs> Friends right? of mine are so doing sad. it, yeah, which yeah. is, and I'm like, that's pathetic. not even your
0: dog. Yeah, it's like, yeah, but she doesn't know. And honestly, <laughs> right. with what online dating nice. is doing is like nice. two dates top. That girl's never meeting that dog, anyways. So at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. It's like a little fish hook.
1: Yeah, it's a, they call it, don't uh, make it dog catching. It's like
3: a, yeah. they're
1: baiting people. That's right. Uh, for because they're more likely to be- get chosen because yeah. they have a dog. And they're more likely to get picked by women so you who think want they more.
0: Have a dog, but they're liars. They're oh. all. Li- no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're not dissing no on okay. guys here. That's we love not it I know no, because no. he's
2: faking that he has a dog. I was like, you think he has a dog? I love, love it. This texture says,
1: "On my way to buy a dog after hearing this panel." <laughs> <laughs> Go get a greyhound. Rescue a greyhound. They're phenomenal dogs, and boy, do they get attention. Just letting you know, but that's you know that's just. And me. they're sweet. And they're so super sweet. Love. Yeah, I love my greyhound to death. Guys, we're done, ladies. That was fast. Yeah, uh, Leia, where can people find you? You can find me at Subaru Montreal when
0: you buy a car, <laughs> and you can also find me on Instagram under Leia L E
1: A, living life, and on Facebook under Lea Langlois Ayoub. wonderful. And Danielle and at not. 360 Punch. Oh yes, we we work out together. That's true. Pretty much any given morning, <laughs> Dania apple and pear design wonderful and of course Paris
3: at Paris Mansouri on Twitter Instagram and Facebook
1: and by the way every Friday Paris is the one who gives you all of those wonderful uh, um, apps that you should uh, apps
3: and websites to make your life easier
1: that's right on on John Paul show so just saying like that's a great little segment you do there thank you love it Thank you so much, all of you. Thank you to our Facebook watchers as well. Really appreciate uh, your time and your text messages and uh, just uh, your attention and all of that. Thank you to our wonderful technical producer, Dave Simon. Uh, you can connect with me on social media at DrLaurieBetito uh, or my website, drlori.com, where you can find the podcasts of all past shows. So if you... Uh, cannot listen at this time or you want to find out what topics we've covered all the shows are listed right there if you click on the tab that says passion radio you'll find them there coming up next here on CJD we bring you the CTV national news have a great rest of the evening and remember to live your life with passion